You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds, and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. Today's cool fact of the day is that people's emotions around eating are pretty darn complex, especially in social situations, which amplifies the emotions there. And that makes sense because there's only three things that your body really has to do to make sure the species survives. Eat everything, uh, have sex with as many things as possible to make sure the species reproduces, and run away or kill things that are dangerous. Like, pretty much that's the operating system for being a human. So when you combine people who might be dangerous in social situations with food, you can imagine all the weird stuff that happens. So in the journal Appetite in 2012... They took three groups of friends, and they wanted to see what your friends did to your eating habits. And two out of these three friends were secretly coached to not eat the kryptonite foods while they're in the company of a third friend. And the result is that the third person limited the unhealthy foods they ate while they were with their friends, and they kept doing it on their own, even though they didn't know that the friends had been coached to do that. So that old statement about you are what you eat... Well, you're also what your friends eat, which is kind of creepy when you think about it. Uh, that means you'd want to surround yourself with some people who eat really well. And might I humbly suggest surround yourself with some bulletproof friends because we're kind of cool, you know? <laughs> what if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD+, and that helps you make energy, it helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD+, levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD+, even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD Plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD Plus.
it's what I use. Uh, today's guest is a longtime friend and Bulletproof ambassador. In fact, he's the first Bulletproof ambassador. Uh, he's a model, a certified Bulletproof ambassador and health coach, and his name is Crosby Taylor. Uh, uh, Crosby, welcome to the show. What's up, Dave? How are you? It's great to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm happy you could come on, and it's good to connect with you again. Um, you guys may have heard of Crosby. He's been at all the Bulletproof conferences, and he's a sugar-free dessert chef, and he owns Eat Dessert, Burn Fat, and makes these cookies that have been eaten by amazing celebrities and, and musicians, and sort of they're all the rage in, in L.A., and I've certainly eaten some, and you're like, am I really eating a cookie that's good for me? And you are. So Crosby's he's got a big, uh, a big Snapchat following where he snaps all the crazy stuff he makes. What are you, Crosby Taylor on Snapchat? Crosby Taylor, yeah, T-A-I-L-O-R. Like okay. you see it on my website and everything. Yeah, Crosby Taylor. It's the same on Instagram, Crosby Taylor. So, cool. Yeah. Man, I just realized I, I, I followed some other guy, Crosby T-A-Y. So if you're a Crosby <laughs> Taylor listening, I, I totally typed it wrong when I was doing that. So I'm Dave Asprey on Snapchat. So a lot of people don't know that I, I, that I also snap. So now we put both of our Snapchats on Bulletproof Radio. So follow us both. Plug Crosby's all over it. And we were just talking. Crosby's actually a, a professional hand model, too, because most of his Snapchats are like him mixing crazy ingredients to make really good desserts. So um, it, it's, he's cool. All right, let's talk about your cookies, man. I, I, I think that you have a cool story. And, uh, like, how did you get into making desserts? Oh, man, desserts. You know, it was one of those things where I've been on a health journey for a long time. I started with, like, Chinese background in Chinese medicine. And it was all from, like, running myself into the ground in the modeling business. I was out in New York. I was in London. And I was totally underweight. And it was one of those things where when I got back to L.A. where people are actually a little bit more conscious about their health, not just their vanity, I started to seek out some things. And that led me to Dragon Herbs and Ron Teagarden, working with him, and then over to Erewhon, where I was making certain things and, and working at the Tonic Bar. And I was kind of on this journey and, and had <clears throat> some issues with my stomach along the, on the, along the ride. And it was all from kind of a background of eating like crappy food that we all grew up on, you know? And, and mm -hmm. finally, when I got to a point where I started to shed some of that and, and detox in different ways, I became sensitive to where my stomach started to feel everything. It wasn't just being bombarded by a bunch of toxins all the time. And so now I had an actual sensitive stomach that when I put something bad in it, I felt it. Like right. I totally felt it. Like all of us that are kind of more on this bulletproof path or are in these like health conscious type diets. So I ended up getting like a really bad stomach infection from um, an H. pylori, an overgrowth of H. pylori. And, and um, it put me on this, this road where I had to get rid of pretty much everything that would feed it. And that was sugar, 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 any type of sugar, even fructose. I cut it all out of my diet while I, while I rehabbed my stomach because I had to go on some antibiotics for it. It was that bad. And um, it got me to a place where, you know, I had, I had to rehabilitate my gut in a lot of different ways and keep things away from it. But I still had such a sweet tooth. And so I was like, how am I going like, to crave this? You know, I used to eat all these things that my mom made from banana bread to chocolate chip cookies to, you know, going ham on ice cream at night. And I had all of these same kind of cravings. I was background in, in college football where you could eat whatever you wanted. And you just train. 
and now at this point with this sensitive stomach and this issue, I had to come up with some alternatives and it led me into, you know, when I was working at Air One, crafting my own kind of desserts from ice creams out of the Vitamix to chocolates and puddings and just little stirs where I wanted to have something. And I was using all these different sugar sugar sweetener alternatives, superfoods. And I think that's right around the, the time that I really got interested in Bulletproof. And I, I, I remember emailing you a long time ago. This, I mean, I can, what was this, like four years ago maybe? This was in the very early days. Yeah, you're, you're this crazy guy. You're like, Dave, I work at this grocery store. And, <laughs> and like, like you've probably never heard of them. It's nowhere spelled backwards. And, and they were the first grocer to carry Erewhon. The, the first yeah. grocer to carry Bulletproof. And it was because you, you pulled some strings uh, to get us introduced. And, and they're still a, a, like a, a top partner today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that was kind of a cool beginning, um, and yeah, I was just really into the the whole idea behind eating good fats, and because I was kind of doing it, but I was only I was doing it with like the monounsaturated fats. I was doing it with like avocado, doing it with yeah. olive oil. I was doing coconut oil here and there, but and I wasn't really into like the ghee or the butter yet until you kind of introduced some of these things. And when I got a bunch of product and started using it. I actually didn't even drink coffee then. And wow. I, yeah, so nothing, like none of those things were in my, in my repertoire. Of, I, I, I noticed you look a lot stronger and more vibrant now, and the coffee explains it all. I mean, totally. It's, it's all the coffee. <laughs> it's like, I, I drink a Bulletproof every morning. And people are like, what do you do every day? Like, you're just glowing. And I'm like, I just drink coffee. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> part of it, for sure. Yeah, so I haven't stopped. I mean, there may be a couple different times when I laid off certain things and let my body readjust. But yeah. ever since, I've really just been hooked on that whole idea of, of good fats, keeping my sugar and carbohydrates down and, and moderate levels of protein. And my body composition changed, my, you know, my brain chemistry changed. What happened to your brain? Like, like what, what did you experience in your brain? Because this is the whole point. I, honestly, I don't care about having a six-pack. I'm married. I already have two kids. Like, I, what do I need a six-pack for, right? But, but it's all about willpower and energy for me. Yeah. What happened in your brain when you switched to more of the saturated and less of the monounsaturated? So just, like, walk me through the subjective feel of it. Yeah, so I think, I think the biggest thing that I noticed was I just became quicker, like I went cool. from yeah. eating those, I feel like those, some of those, a lot of those fats are really slow. They digest slower. Mm-hmm. And when I kicked myself into a place where I was using a lot of the MCT in the beginning, when you had the XCT mm-hmm. and then you introduced the brain octane. Once I got onto the, the brain octane, it almost felt like when I had these things and didn't have any carbohydrates, I felt like I had had sugar. Right, right. <laughs> it like snapped me into this place because I hadn't had those, those uh, nutrients before. They were brand new to my body and to my brain. And so when I got those things, I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is different. And I started to introduce a lot of my friends to it. And they were in that same kind of place where they were trying to kick, you know, everybody was into this, like, I mean, I remember training and it was, you know, you trained and then you ate carbs and proteins, whatever it was, rice, sweet potato, potato, um, breads, grains, you know, and that was how you, I played college football. And once I got out of that and I had to get my body composition into a certain place, I started to be like, okay, I got to cut this. I got to cut this. I got to cut this. But I cut all these things out of my diet and I was walking around New York city like a zombie. And I had barely any body fat on me. I was, I looked great in a picture, but I felt like shit. So it it got to a place where 
when I came back to Los Angeles and I started to discover these things about, you know, the saturated fats and, and the MCTs and, and CLAs and all these things that I wasn't getting before, it put me back into a place where like, oh, I have energy again. Well, I can move and, and actually have a conversation with somebody instead of be like, huh? And that's how I felt before. I just, I, I cut out all the things that actually made my brain go because I wanted to look a certain way. And it's just like the industry can just really screw you up. So when I got back into this place where I was using a lot of your products, um, it, like, it saved me. It definitely saved me in a lot of ways. It's funny because like the, the look that's popular right now for, for modeling, and both for women and men, like that super lean shredded look, it looks like badass. Uh, <laughs> but man... Like it is not the look that makes you live the longest or makes no. you have energy. It's it's actually the starving animal look, right? Right. And I don't know how to get. I've never been that lean, but when I get, you know, much below eighteen percent, my brain function isn't where it can be. Mm. And, and the stuff I look at for longevity, like I want to be around eighteen to twenty percent. And right now I'm twenty point one percent on my last DEXA scan. Like I'm totally happy there. Yeah. Um, do you have a target body fat for yourself that you want to, I mean, you work more as the model than I do. You probably need to be lower than that, but like how low can you go and still feel good? <laughs> That's so funny you said that. Cause I, I just did, uh, there's a new cryo place on sunset called next health that I, uh, invited me over to like go through the rounds and get some testing done. And so, um, me and a friend went over there and we got some of our testing done and I was like, huh, when I got my test back, because I feel because I'm getting so many of those fats throughout the day, my body fat's it's low, it's very low, but I don't feel like I'm starving. And I'm not at the point where I have to snack or cool. Have, like I'm I'll have my bulletproof seriously, Dave. I'm up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning most days. Wow. I'm having my bulletproof around five thirty, six at the latest. I'm not hitting the gym until nine and I still haven't eaten. I'll make like a um I'll do the bulletproof. I do a pretty good amount of butter in there. Yeah, yeah. A, ta- a tablespoon, only a tablespoon of the brain octane. I do a couple tablespoons of collagen to give me some protein in the morning. Right. And then um, if I'm working with Chinese herbs at the time, I'll throw a couple of those in there. <clears throat> and then before I go to the gym around nine, I create this cocktail, this like pre- pre-workout cocktail that's got like chlorophyll and BCAAs and mm-hmm. just stuff to like kind of stabilize and get me through a workout. Carnitine, nothing that's like calorie dense though. There's barely still still no calories, and I'll last till even after that workout. I'll have a post workout drink that's just got some protein in it before I go eat, eat eat some food, maybe some BCAAs, protein, and some glutamine, and then I'll go eat a meal, and it's twelve thirty one o'clock, and then I won't eat dinner until six seven. And you and, and you feel good all the time. And I feel good all the time, and I got this testing back, and I was like. I mean, I'm listening to you going 18, and I'm like, oh, geez, like, I feel... But it's it's crazy. Where, where are you? On what? here, I'm going to show you the sheet in a second. But on here, it says what to gain or to... What to gain in body fat mass or in lean body mass muscle. And it tells me that I don't have to zero and zero. It's a zero, <laughs> it's a zero and zero, but my body fat mass is... 10 pounds of my 190 pound frame, which no is way. 5%, 5.3% body fat. And it's only like, I don't. Is that a DEXA scan or something else like calipers? 
No, I'm stand. I stood on this thing and then I held these. Oh, it's an impedance. Okay, that, so that that's there's a high variance there. Like I did a, a very high in clinical grade impedance that said I was 15% body fat, and my DEXA scan said I was 20.1%. And the DEXA is makes you feel a little bit better. So I, I, I suspect you're probably more like eight to ten. Seven or eight is more like because if you're at five, you I don't think you'd probably be feeling good. At, most people can't hang out at that range and feel good it, unless you're like there's some genetic types where you're just always super super lean, but that's unusual. No, I've never been this lean. I've never been this lean before and carried this much muscle mass. So it's, it's not something that's genetic because, um, it doesn't run, it doesn't run in the family, but like, I know that my diet's been really dialed in lately. And it's not that I do it on purpose. It's just that I'm very, um, intuitive and and in tune with what makes me feel good. So so are you juicing? Mm, I'll have the green juice here and there. <laughs> I, I said that to be inflammatory. Uh, <laughs> not because green juices are that, but, but yeah, so I'm assuming you do some green juices, but not that many because like juicing wouldn't give you the body composition you have now. It's not possible. No, no, yeah. I'm definitely like a lot of lamb, a lot of like red meats. Nice. Lamb, a lot of butter. Um, and how old are you? Cruciferous vegetables, a lot of cruciferous vegetables. I'm 31. 31, okay, cool. So you're, you're in your 30s. Uh, and the other definition of juicing, obviously, is you know using steroids. And you're probably <laughs> that's why it was funny. <laughs> that's so funny because isn't that good that I didn't go there? Well, I, I, it was awesome because you didn't think of it because I'm like totally cool. You're all about the green juice. I was hoping you would do that. But uh, the other way you can get more of the body mass is is with steroids. And you're too young unless you had a, a problem. Like I was on testosterone when I was 27 because I had huge amounts of estrogen and almost no testosterone. And so, like, I was on medically appropriate bioidentical, and I, I've been really open about that. And I, I'm on a small dose of bioidentical testosterone now, but I'm 43, and my production, sometimes I can get it up naturally around 700, but it doesn't tend to stay there no matter what I do. Uh, so I, it then drops to, like, 500, and I'm like, no, I'm fine to supplement it. But you don't need to, because look at you, like, you're, you're, like, chiseled right now. That's amazing. Well- well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely diet. It's it's the way that I work out. Um, I'm, I definitely have to say my desserts are a big part of it. Because of course. Because I'm, I'm not eating things that would throw, you know, body fat on me late at night. It's actually, you know, if, if a lot of my stuff has a lot of brain octane oil in, it in general. Yeah. Like I make a chocolate sauce with brain octane, so I'll throw that on top of it. Oh, I love that. It's one of my favorite things. It's like chocolate powder and brain octane. And what do you use, what do you use for carbs in yours? Um, well, I'm putting, there's no, I mean, there's no, basically, I mean, besides the chocolate, the cacao powder that's got okay, some, cool. but, but yeah, I'll throw, I mean, it's a really, I have it on some of my websites, so it's not like a secret recipe, but I'll throw cacao powder with, um, cacao butter, some Lakanto, which is a sweetener I use, the, a blend of monk fruit and erythritol, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, cacao butter, brain octane, a little bit of a pinch of pink salt, and I'll stir that all up in a like coffee cup, and I'll throw it in the freezer if I want it to just be chocolate. Or I'll keep it stirred and um, throw that on top of an ice cream, and it, and it hardens, so you have like this hard-shell chocolate sauce. So I, I, I don't think we've ever talked about that. That's one of my favorite things to do. I, I love that. I put that on, uh, on the Get Some Ice Cream, and you're like, like it, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And then on, on top of all that, just to kind of like – segue into what you were talking about with the testosterone i do it i kind of have like a way of doing it naturally to where i'm using i supplement with like calcium deglucrate and dim uh, to keep my estrogen levels balanced and then i'm using uh 
Dragon Herbs Tribulus, which I really, really love. Tribulus is good, yeah. Yeah, cycling that uh, along with here and there, I'll use like Chrysin or just passion flower extract. And then I have like all my Jing herbs from Hosha Wood or Romania 6 and these kind of things um, along with like good liver supplements and the glutathione. And I kind of keep a great balance of, you know, detoxifying the, the, the bad estrogens and creating like a discrepancy between my estrogen and testosterone all the time to where I feel great. My immune system's great. My stamina and strength. And I mean, my lifts go up every week and I'm lifting for, for power. Like I don't do a lot of like heavy rep stuff. I just, because I'm on such a clean diet, I don't need to go to the gym and like run like crazy or over, you know, exert myself and create inflammation. I'm just in there to create more muscle mass. That's, that's cool. So you recover really quickly and there's, there's some science that hasn't been done, as far as I understand. We've looked at whether people can preserve muscle mass and grow muscle mass in ketosis, and that is absolutely shown to be possible and, and doable. Like, uh, I think that study is very reliable, a recent one that came out. But what we, we know is that when you lift heavy, you create short-term inflammation. Like the mitochondria make a lot of reactive oxidative species, and then you get like, some muscle tearing, and then you get healing and recovery. The problem is that ketosis is anti-inflammatory. So maybe you might want to be out of ketosis when you lift, except the studies show that you can grow muscle mass. So there's something happening, I think, because you have more energy because you're in ketosis, more electrons in, in the cells. So there's, that's probably what's happening there because what you're doing, a lot of traditional exercise people say, well, that's not possible. And you're mm. like, well, no, I'm not eating carbs and I'm gaining muscle. Yeah. Have you tried adding carbs back in? Because sometimes people get like 10 pounds of muscle when they put carbs back in. Do you ever do that? Oh, oh man. If I, if I do a couple of carb loads, to, if I do more than like one day of carb loading a week, yeah. uh, I can like get – I can increase five pounds like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I throw my, more sweet potatoes in my diet um, or – because I've never been like a really like a white rice guy, but the sweet potatoes yeah. kind of my go-to. Uh, if I do that – or if I'm eating like more carrots is another like like some of the root vegetables is really right. what I'll do. If I'm doing more of that, I can pack on like pretty quick. But I just I, I feel better here, and I never feel. I feel like sometimes when people are in complete ketosis all the time, they can get that kind of like no glycogen look. Yeah, and it's like there's not like a pump happening ever. Mm-hmm. I I still I'm still managing to keep a pump. Um, throughout my workouts. And I think it's also because I'm not going crazy and doing like heavy lifts every day, obviously. That'll break you. Yeah. That'll break you. And, and are, you in, are you in ketosis all the time? You said once a week you're going out. No, 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 not all the time. Okay, Not cool. all the time. I would say, I would say it's like, I don't know, three, four days a week. And you're, you're doing something else that's really cool that I haven't talked about so much. And I don't know if you're doing it on purpose, but glutamine, which is an amino acid uh, that can give you like a, a lot of brain energy. I, I used to use it like when people are really tired or when I was really tired, like in business school, I would use glutamine like when I was trying to study. This is when I first started taking modafinil and I, was, I had to okay. my diet all the way dialed in. Uh, I, I would do this and it would help and it helps with gut healing, but glutamine takes you out of ketosis very reliably. So it's anti-ketogenic. But it's interesting. 
you're in ketosis. You take glutamine and you're doing the exercise, but you're not eating sugar. So you go out of ketosis. I think it just probably makes you better at going back into ketosis because what else <laughs> is your body going to do? I, I don't even know, but... I, uh, why, why does it take you... I never knew that it took you out of ketosis. Why is that? Uh, it's one of the studies uh, out there. I, 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 huh. I read all the weird studies. Yeah, it, it's... I don't know the mechanism, actually. Um, just searching my little mental database there. Couldn't tell you why, but I can tell you that in studies, like you give someone a few grams of glutamine, their ketone levels drop very dramatically. Really? It's, it's probably it because, well, there's, there's two things going on there. This is assuming nutritional ketosis. When you're using brain octane, it's not nutritional ketosis. It's exogenous ketones from outside the body. This is oil that naturally goes to ketones. I don't think it's going to stop that. But your mitochondria... Um, they're energy hungry, and they decide whether the cell is going to be in ketosis or not based on available fuels. Got it. They can take amino acids, including glutamine, and convert them into energy. I think glutamine is a better substrate for making ATP than forcing the body to go into nutritional ketosis. Okay. But if you have glutamine present and you're using brain octane, you're getting exogenous ketones, like you would get from a ketone salt or something, but without all the acetone and all the other things that right. come in, in the keto salts. So I, that's my guess. But you're, you're getting cool results because you're extremely lean and you're, you're muscular and you can put on muscle mass without even thinking about it. So it's kind of cool. Like you, you got something going on. So something's happening. It's, but I, so I only use, I'll use about five to eight grams post-workout and the same before bed. So I wonder what that's, how that's changing the chemistry throughout the day or if I can go, if I slip back into it before dinner or I don't know, but like... I'm- yeah, and, and if you're using brain octane throughout the day, like I do, there's always a background level of ketones present more than yeah. would naturally be there. And that changes everything biologically. Like it's, it's cool. Um, there, there are some concerns that glutamine is... Uh, over time, higher doses of glutamine are associated with uh, increased risk of cancer. Hmm. So I don't know that you want to do it every day. I'd probably cycle it and do your glutamine sometimes. Because the glutamate increases like the glutamate levels? And... I don't think it's because of glutamate. I don't know the mechanism of action there. I don't believe glutamine usually increases glutamate. There's one researcher who swears up and down. But I see autistic kids take L-glutamine. And when I, I tended that way, I used to have the Asperger's feature set. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, glutamine was a healing thing for me, not uh, not a damaging thing. So I, I I just don't see the MSG reaction ever in, yeah. in human beings from glutamine that they get from taking you know glutamic acid or glutamic acid with sodium monosodium glutamate. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's the whole idea behind the fact that glutamine is makes you extremely anabolic. You know, there's a lot. It, I think yeah, I think it's, it's anabolism. Helping, yeah. It's the anabolism, yeah. right? I, I think you should keep doing it. But if you if you took a couple of days a week off and just measured what changed, maybe you'll find something more. But I mean, you're, you're biohacking and you're you're kicking some ass, and you get to eat dessert all the time, which is it, it's, a, it's something people don't understand. Like the creamy goodness of butter. And, and the whole paleo crowd was like, oh, cavemen didn't have sugar alcohols. I'm like, yeah, I know, but cavemen didn't know about cheesecake or they would have, like, killed each other over it. Of course. So, like, you can, you can use the appropriate sweeteners that are not artificial sweeteners because they'll screw you up. And, and the low-carb, high-fat, you know, I eat NutraSweet all the time because it has no sugar, therefore it's good for me. That doesn't work. And you'll lose half of your 200 pounds of fat, or in my case, I lost 50 pounds that way. And the other half will never leave you, and you'll be tired all the time. So that that doesn't work. And you can go the the zero sugar, zero sweet kind of paleo template, and that just sucks because let's face it, cookies are good. 
right? So good. <laughs> and then you can go eat cookies and ice cream and chocolate. Yeah. It's just like part of our, it's just part of us now. It, yeah. And it's a social thing and it's just delicious. Right. And, and then you can go down the, the bulletproof path where you're like, you know what, like caveman didn't have mass spectrometers and fermentation labs and all this stuff, but we do. So let's use it and let's use sugar alcohols intelligently and let's use stevia and things like that. And all of a sudden the palate for creating a dessert or a recipe, it, it's, it's a different perspective, a different philosophy, mm-hmm. and you you get it, and like you you do these crazy things. Like, like tell me, like, what do you put in, in your favorite cookie? Like, what are the set of ingredients you work with there? Um, so I just put a uh, cookie out on one, my my website. Taylor, the website is tailoredlife.com, by the way. And I just put a a cookie out, a ginger snap cookie. It's amazing, and I'm using. It's really cool because I'm using tiger nut flour. Mm-hmm. So I'm using a resistant starch along with the Lakanto, which I think I've said before, the monk fruit and erythritol blend. That's in every dessert. I'm using that as like my main sweetener. Uh, I really like that. I think I think I like it a lot more than, than xylitol because I have a sensitive stomach and I feel like that one just has been better for me than, than that. Um, and then I'm using a lot of the time in the desserts, especially my, my staple like original cookie that I've been making. Uh, I use the collagen bulletproof collagen so it's got protein in it but a great already what is it what is it seven times pre-digested yeah Uh, yeah so you know it's great for heat heat sensitive protein and um and then i'm just throwing all the great fats so everything from pastured eggs to the mcts and and the the new grass-fed ghee that you got dave i've been using a lot of that it's delicious it's kind of a caramely flavor right it's got that nice caramel touch it's perfect for baking i I taste they just you guys just sent me a bunch of it and i'd been using a different ghee that was really good and and i tasted it It was like oh this is it it's over we're doing it over an open flame like traditional ayurvedic techniques because it stuff matters and yeah um i'm 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 really excited about that product. Getting 100% grass-fed butter to make it instead of 90% grass-fed butter, it was another achievement because there's a shortage. Like Bulletproof Coffee made a shortage globally of grass-fed butter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm grabbing a thing of Kerrygold I don't even know how many times a week. So, yeah, there's, kind of, there's a lot of those people out there too. Yeah, it's what I, I live in a country. I'm in Canada. Uh, and when I'm up here there's a 300% tariff on butter. So all you can get is Canadian butter, which is pretty much always grain and corn-fed, and, and it doesn't taste good. So people import like their personal stash of, of Kerrygold, and, and like there's like a national outcry over the shortage of grass-fed butter here. It's kind of funny. It just tastes so much better. But yeah, just I mean, just in terms of getting back to the cookies, so there's a ginger, ginger snap recipe on there, and then I'll throw any, anywhere from a probiotic type cream cheese frosting on top mm-hmm. um to which is a dairy source to the people that have dairy sensitivity i'm making like just like a pure full fat coconut um, milk kind of like icing um and everything's i mean that one that that one actually has your vanilla bean in it too so just i'm incorporating a lot of the cool. awesome bulletproof products thanks man um yeah of course and it and it makes a difference. I mean, I've used a lot of other different sources of cacaos and vanilla beans, and I notice a difference. I notice a difference in flavor and the way that I feel, and, and it, makes, it makes a huge difference when you're sourcing stuff that, you know, we're, we're talking about with toxic loads and all that. Well, p- people don't often know, because I probably don't talk about it enough, but 
the other products like the Bulletproof Vanilla Beans, there's a it's a 20-day process that breaks down mold toxins in the vanilla because it's a dried bean in a tropical yeah. environment. I've, like you can see mold growing on vanilla pods yeah. if, if you look at them. And then the same thing with the chocolate. It's lab tested to be really low and it's processed in a facility away from other chocolate. And, and like, no, you can't see that. But for me, I feel it. And the mechanism of action there is that the toxin that forms in coffee and chocolate and vanilla, one of them anyway, it inhibits mitochondrial function. And so mm-hmm. you're used to like feeling good. You, you've given all these extra electrons from the brain octane and the high fat into your brain where you have the most mitochondrial density. And you're like, all right, I'm cruising. And then you take something that like slows the engine down and, and then you feel it first in your brain. You're like, eh. yeah. Uh, and then you want sugar. And, and the, I, like it, it affects me so profoundly. Like I made this stuff because I got tired of feeling crappy all the time. Yeah. It's a bad snowball effect. You want that good snowball, it, not that bad one. Totally. All right. Now, yeah. I, I got another question for you. Uh, most of your clients are women, yeah. right? So number so. one, yeah. every guy listening is like, how do you do that? No, I'm, <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Uh, but what do you find that's different with, with women and men when, when they're on high-fat diets like this? I mean, is it that they want cookies even more than men? Just kidding. But like, like there are very meaningful high fat differences between men and women. And because you're a fitness trainer, what do you see? Like what changes you make for women? Well, it's funny, but that's kind of like the first thing, especially if they've heard from, heard about me from a friend, you know, the first thing everybody checks is the Instagram. So they go to the Instagram and they're like, what what the hell? This guy makes all these desserts. I thought he was a nutritionist. And so that's, it's funny because that like hooks them in. They're like, whoa, I think I can have all these things that I already have that I feel like crap on in a good way. So they, they kind of come into it going, Oh, well I'll be able to get cookies and make my own recipes and be able to still eat sweets. And a lot of them are like, can I just live on a cookie diet? And I'm like, no, that's not going to work, but you can have them, you know, you can have your desserts. I'm going to show you how to do this. But so, so you, you switch them from a deprivation mindset to you can have things that satisfy you, but you have to do it right. Exactly. Okay. And that, and that is huge for women because it's such a mental game too. Like yeah. I work with a lot of girls in the industry that are either um, models or actresses and they're constantly, you know, being their, their, their vessel is their work. So they're constantly looking in the mirror going, oh, my face is fat or like, oh, I'm gaining weight here or my agent said I should cut back on this or, you know, they get these little things throughout the day that are um, really affecting their mental state and their cortisol levels. And so the, the big thing I think for a lot of them is when they are told they're allowed to have some of these foods that are decadent, that still taste really good. And they don't have to have, they don't have to feel guilty or go into this place of like, uh, feeling stressed out. It's a, it's a double win. Cause now they're like, they're chilling. They're just feeling good. They're eating something delicious and they're getting the nutritional benefits from it as opposed to, I know I shouldn't eat this chocolate bar, but I'm going to because I'm craving it. And then they like feel like crap afterwards and then they eat more of it. And it's just a never ending spiral of, and the next day they wake up with inflamed hands and you know, they're, they're about to go to a job and their face is all puffy as opposed to what, what I'm saying I could do for them. And all of a sudden, once they, once they have that trust and really in themselves, but they trust that the whole idea, they trust the plan and they trust the idea that they can eat high fat or eat more fat. A lot of them aren't going to go right into really high fats because they're still super scared. But they integrate 
and they kind of cut back on a lot of their high sugar things because a lot of girls come to me and they're like, I'm vegan or fruititarian. Wow. How can you not be puffy if you're a fruititarian? Some of them is just like, they've not been doing it for very long and they just have genetics. And wow. so their body just oxidizes the, the, you know, they just uses the sugars right away. But, um, but for a lot of them, they, they eventually get into a place where they don't really see it on the outside. They don't see that they've gained too much weight or that they look too bad. I mean, they might be 20 years old, you know, but they, they definitely notice it in their hormones. A lot of them are like, I just saw a Chinese medical doctor and she said I have the hormones of a 45-year-old woman. Yeah. And that's where they freak out and they're like, I don't get my period. I don't this or I don't that. And I just recently worked with a girl that was like, wasn't getting, was barely getting her period, could barely see at times. Whoa. And 20 years, like 19, 20 years old and hormones were screwed up, just came from like all these different testing. It was between some of these high electrolyte and mineral foods and the fats and cutting some of the sugars back. She like the, the twitch that was in her eye was gone within a week. She, she could see within two weeks and she was referring a friend within the third, you know, the two, wow. two and a half weeks. So it's amazing. Um, you know, how important a lot of these, you know, we need to forget, especially living in this world where we're, we're you know, it's a different industry and we forget how important it is to get some of these nutrients and you finally get them and you're like, oh wait, I'm just a human here surviving. It, it's funny you mentioned vision there. Like the, the three parts of the brain, or sorry, three parts of the body that have the highest density of mitochondria per cell, it's the eyes, mm. it's the brain and the heart. Mm. Like those are the things that suck the most energy, wow. which is why if you're eating one of those diets or you're eating a lot of toxins, like the raw vegan diet actually has a lot of natural plant-based toxins that inhibit your mitochondrial function. They're, it's there to keep animals from eating the vegetables so the vegetables can reproduce. Like it's Mother Nature's way of fighting back. Like you put thorns or spikes or compounds that are bad for, for animals so that way all of you doesn't get eaten. And cooking deactivates some of those, right? Mm -hmm. When I was a raw vegan, I, I was running into some of that. But where you'll manifest these things, even if you're young, you have so much resilience. You can be a raw vegan when you're under 25. You'll pay for it when you're 35. But you can do it, and you probably won't feel it at first. But you're going to light sensitivity, eye twitches, headaches, okay, brain, eyes, and just low energy. That's cardiovascular, right? Yeah. And, and in the new book I've got coming out, uh, roughly 48% of people under 40 have mitochondrial dysfunction. Wow. So, and diet is what does it. And, and the stuff you're on, Crosby, uh, the stuff that you're eating, stuff that I'm eating, it actively encourages mitochondrial growth. It encourages more energy, 147 electrons versus 36 electrons uh, wow. per, uh, per molecule for brain octane versus sugar. And you're like, yeah, no wonder you feel different. Like, no wonder yeah. she recovered in three weeks. Like, it's biology and it's so it was cool. quick. It was quick. And she had all these innate, like she felt so good and she was getting strong and stuff. And, and, yeah. and she was almost mad that she was getting, that some of these things were happening because she wanted to be frail. She, she wanted to be, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, you're going to have to pick one. You're going to have to pick the like dying look or the healthy look because you know, this is, this is what this industry is doing. And, um, a lot of them come out of it and, and are feeling amazing and they create a balance and they get to a point where they become more intuitive themselves and they know kind of like what things to eat, but also how to still 
look that certain way they need to look, they navigate better. I think that that's like the biggest thing that I try to get a lot of these kind of clients into a place of being able to navigate for themselves and tailor their own situation. And that's kind of all about um, my, you know, website and what I try to do for clients is to empower them, get them into a place where they, they get the right information. They can have their days where they're going to go crazy on their carbs and stuff because they're human, but they're also, they also know that there's going to be consequences and that they have to get back into places where they feel better with yeah. certain foods and they do it and they start to do it and they see me months later and they're like, so, you know, so thankful. Thank you for helping me, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's, I'm so grateful of that. It's, it's a, that's the, the big part of the job that I love. So, it, it's it's kind of shocking when someone walks up and you haven't talked to them in a while and they're like, "My life is different now." And and, and you're doing people service. If you work with someone who's 19 or 20, the the change in trajectory is so rapid and it mm. lasts for life, right? Yeah. You, t- you talk to someone who's 50, you can still make the change and they'll feel different in two days, right? because they're probably in a, in a weaker state, but to dig out of the hole that you're in later in life is a lot more work than to just avoiding the hole. And it really, it starts before birth and it continues from there on up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really intense, but it's, it's so cool. It's so, yeah, like you said, it's so cool to see the change. Uh, it's, it's cool stuff, man. Uh, and so I'm, I'm happy you're doing it. And, and I, I think there's a shift happening too. And it's driven in part by social media where, the, the really gaunt, starved look, I, I, I like to think it's becoming less popular versus like the vibrant look. Yeah. And you can do so much with makeup or whatever, but the, like the super skinny arms and legs look, I, maybe fashion designers still are into that stuff, but I, it also could be biased. I look at certain magazines, but I, I'm just seeing like healthier looking people on magazines now instead of thinner looking people. I, I, do, you, do you feel the same change happening? Yeah, it, the, big, the big thing is in the commercial world when it comes to like the editorial world and the commercial world and modeling. The commercial world wants healthy look. They want that healthy look. They want that vibrant, healthy look. That's going to sell. That's going to make money. But mm-hmm. it's still in the fashion world because you're basically a coat hanger when you walk down the runway. It just The designers just want thinner girls and guys that the clothes hang on differently. You know, it's, if, if you got these like robust, like thick muscle men walking down the runway and these like tiny little, you know, fit cuts, it's going to look funny. So that's the, really the only thing that fashion wise, it's, it's going to be hard to shake that. But when you get into some of these big, you know, all the fragrance campaigns now, all the big commercials, all the big clothing lines from Banana Republic to Gap mm-hmm. to, to Guess, all these, all these companies are using, like you said, these vibrant, healthy, beautiful humans. And it's really, really cool to see because, the, that, like you said, the gaunt look is so out. To me, it's super out. And it's not, I don't think it will make, I don't think it makes money anymore either. People want to see yeah. somebody that's vibrant. They all want to look like that. And they buy the clothes. It's different. One of the hopes I have is a, a friend of mine, Michelle Promalenko who was uh, chief editor of Yahoo Health. I did the I interview with her at the last conference. Uh, exactly. It, it, she's, she's such a cool person, but she gets all this, and she just went back. She's now chief editor at Cosmo in 17. And so okay. she's, she's in a position to totally like help. Just It doesn't require big change. It's just a little tweak so that we can make that just the more normal thing. And I, I hate to say it, but like as guys, we kind of like our women to look healthy. Right. And, and women sometimes want to look thinner than guys want them to look. Yeah. 
It's a big problem. And, and, and so, like, I, I'm hoping Michelle will do good there because uh, that's just how she is. Like, I, I had a chance to hang out with her, and she's, she's just got a good, a good spirit there and wants to help. So I, I think she's in a great position to help drive that change. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. That, and that's great. I mean, 17, they're gonna, the people reading that are going to start young and start to figure out some of these, like, healthy, healthier ideas rather than flipping open a magazine and seeing somebody that looks like they're starving themselves. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind it. of what I've, it, it's weird because I've been attracting a lot of that since my website's been up. Everyone from like all the um, kind of like female publications are hitting me up from birdie.com to their my domain to to Galore magazine and and uh, Well and Good. These are all bigger magazines that are heavily populated with you know the consumer being women. And I'll throw like a recipe for like a beauty smoothie, but this beauty smoothie has got, you know, nutrient dense food in it. It's got collagen protein and bone broth protein and, and good fats from, you know, brain octane oil and tiger nuts and stuff like that. So, but it's still giving them the, the, the effect that they want yeah. more calories, more nutrients, more food for the brain. And then they're getting the body composition they want. It's, it's a win-win for sure. Beautiful. Well, Crosby, we're running up on uh, running out of time, and I want to ask a bulletproof question of you, the, okay. the one that I always ask. So, if someone comes to you tomorrow, and they say, "Look, Crosby, I'm going to kick ass at everything I do, not just modeling or not just looking good, uh, but at, at everything in life." What are the three most important recommendations you have for me? What would you tell them? Wow. Okay. Three most important recommendations. Just to kick more ass at everything. Uh, number one. Make sure you get some like deep restful sleep. I think sleep is so important for me. I actually don't need a lot of sleep, but I need that like really, really good like REM sleep. So I try to get to bed early, um, at least five nights out of the week. You know, you can have a couple nights where you're you have your fun and socialize, but I'm go- I'm I'm in bed usually by nine thirty, ten, and up at five. So I'm getting like seven hours of sleep, but in those like deep. I think the deep REM sleep hours are what, 10 to 2 a.m., something like that? Is there studies like that? There are. In fact, there's a new uh, a quiz. You, you could take this. Uh, my buddy Michael Bruce, uh, he wrote The Power of When. You go to thepowerofwinquiz.com, uh-huh. and it, it's like a five-minute quiz or something. But it's one of the coolest things I've read all year because uh, he's like, look, 15% of people, they're like you, and they're early risers, and he calls them lions. And your mm-hmm. circadian rhythm, like your job in the tribe was to wake up early and take the, the morning shift to like fight off lions and dinosaurs and crap. Okay. Dinosaurs, but, right? I feel like that. <laughs> yeah, right. And so you're like the morning person, and you're going to have a different uh, REM sleep pattern and a different cortisol surge during the day and everything. And then 55% of people, he calls them bears, like they're normal, like they're, they're circadian. They, they're like not up at dawn, they're up a little bit after dawn, and then they go to bed at the average bedtime. And 15% of people are like me, he calls us wolves, mm-hmm. and we take the night shift. And like I'm perfectly functional till 2 a.m. My bedtime is on average 2.01 a.m. for the past five years I've tracked it. Yeah. And it, it varies plus or minus, but that's the average. And I always, like that's my natural sleepy time. And if you let me all sleep, you know, from two till probably nine. And that's, that's, for me, I get the most REM sleep that way. 
Oh, and, cool. and neither wow. one is better than the other. And then the other 15% of people are like dolphins. And he's like, their brain never actually goes to sleep. And he's like, all of those are my patients. Uh, so he was like, he's been on Dr. Oz a bunch, but you would enjoy this because I'm check that out. when you work with your clients, it's super helpful because like, it's not that going to bed early is good or going to bed late is good. It's like, it has to match your chronotype. So I think Michael's like broken through on a biohacking thing that I didn't know, but I don't feel guilty about being a late, a late owl, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. That's, that's actually awesome. I, I'm going to have to, cause I have some clients that are like, I don't get to bed till four in the morning. So yeah, we'll four is pretty late. <laughs> I think his his book is either out now or about to come out. It's called The Power of Win, but the quiz is already up, and I've I've seen it's to the point. Everyone at Bulletproof, all that my employees, I've asked them to take it and put it on their employee like baseball card. So like, why would you schedule an eight a.m. meeting with your boss to ask for a raise when your boss is a wolf who wants to stay up late and he's, he's going to be a zombie at eight a.m. So like, don't do that, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so, uh, number two, eat less sugar. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, going kind of segues into my desserts, um, check totally. out everything that I have going on in terms of Taylor, tailoredlife.com and eat dessert. T-A-I, T-A-I-L-O-R-E-D, life.com? No, E, T-A-I-L-O-R-D. So oh, okay. It's, it's my, it's my, you know, my last name, Taylor with a D. With a D, okay. Life. So it's tailoring your, tailoring your lifestyle, you know, cool. it's kind of my idea behind tailoring your lifestyle. So check out, there's some recipes on there. Um, I'm going to be coming out with some products here soon. I'm work, I'm working hand in hand with Lakanto that that's they're kind of grooming me into the spokesperson of the company so I'll be working cool. with them a lot um, so that's a sugar substitute that's the monk fruit and erythritol that I I think can be really really amazing for people that won't kick that sweet tooth um, and then on on top of that you know besides being able to curb by using different sweeteners you're also going to be able to curb your sweet tooth and have be able to have less sugar if you're eating more fat. So eat that eat that good fat. You know, get your ghee in, get your 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 MCTs and your your XCTs and your brain octanes. And um, obviously, some of these monounsaturated fats, like I still like to keep some olive oil and things oh, like yeah. that in my I diet. Too. Uh, and then, uh, last but not least, something I've been trying to live by more so lately than I have, but in the last like year, it's really transformed me. And that's just the idea behind letting go more, being being less resistant to change. Um, been been listening to a lot of Alan Watts, and uh, you know he, he says one of his quotes is, "If you want life, don't cling to it." You know, I, I was going to ask you about that. You are way more chill now than I've ever seen you. Uh, like a, it's a it's an energy shift in you. I, I was kind of wondering because because normally you were a little bit anxious, not in like a negative, nasty, like critical, being critical. <laughs> yeah, but sure. you, you you carried a little bit of a of a just a, a bit of an anxiety vibe, and you're super mellow now. So yeah. whatever you're doing, you should keep it up. Like it, it's working. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just doing a lot of you know internal searching and and working on myself, and and then just also in that of working on myself, not being in my head a lot of the ideas of per- perfection and having to strive for something and creating myself to be, you know, this certain thing all the time, but more so just letting go to life and, yeah. and, and the man, you know, things that I've been manifesting lately and the people that I've been bringing in my life and the people I've been letting go of my life. It's just been, it's, it's been such a transformation for me and I'm, I, things are just happening. Synchronicity is happening. You look like you're carrying less weight than you did before. Not physical weight, but just like mental weight. So it's cool. Yeah, definitely let go of some weight. So it's good. 
Well, we'll have to get you into 40 Years of Zen maybe one of these days. That, that's uh, Let's you know, do it. a neurofeedback thing. Cool, Let's man. Let's do it. Well, thanks so much for being on Bulletproof Radio today. And your website is T-A-I-L-O-R-D-L-I-F-E.com. TailoredLife.com. Instagram is Crosby Taylor. Snapchat is Crosby Taylor. And uh, yeah, those are kind of my main channels. So, so find Instagram, me on Instagram, Snapchat, and your website, TaylorFed yep. or Tailored. Tailored Life. Tailored Life. So I was like, it's not Tailored Fed. It's TaileredLife.com. They'll learn how to get Tailored Fed, yeah. Uh, there we go. Cool. <laughs> I, now I get it. All right. Yeah. And for everyone listening, if you enjoyed today's podcast, you learned something about cookies, you know where to go to get some cool recipes. And I'd love it if you took 30 seconds to go on iTunes and rate the show. Just give us five stars if you think that you that we've earned it. That really helps other people find the show. And it's just a way of saying thanks. Uh, you wouldn't know this, but to create this this episode, there's actually one, two, three, four. There's five cameras involved. There's two microphones. We FedExed a camera to Crosby, and uh, we're, we're backing up audio. We're doing audio remastering. We're editing the thing. We're transcribing the thing. And it's actually a big production, and we're doing it so you have really good audio quality if you're driving or listening in your cubicle. And so you have good audio if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, you can go to Bulletproof dot com or bulletproofexec.com slash YouTube to get a link to the thing. Follow us on YouTube to get all these. Uh, but the point here is a lot of love goes into this. I, I did prep for the show. Crosby and I talked. And so like, like we, we, we care and we put a lot of love and energy into this. And it doesn't take long for you to say thanks and just show some gratitude with a rating on iTunes. And it helps other people find the content. That's why I'm asking you to do it. I don't need it for my ego. Crosby doesn't need it for his ego. But help people know this is good. That's, that's the way social works. So I appreciate that you took your time to listen to this episode today. Crosby, thank you for being here today as well. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, Dave. I look forward to being back. I think the next time um, I come back, it'll be the launch of my my cookie mix, my baking mix. We'll have to talk about that next. So exciting I'm times. Excited. Yep. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.